Welcome to the Fantasy Hangover, a weekly fantasy football podcast. You can download us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Also, head over to KnockedOutEntertainment.com for some other great podcasts and content. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. I'm Carl. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Now pop some Advil and grab your Gatorades. It's time for your Fantasy Hangover. Hey guys, you know why Drew Stan has a leg up on Adrian Peterson? Why is that? <laughs> he doesn't have an uh, ACL to tear. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. <laughs> I found that way funnier than I should have. <laughs> Breathe, Carl. Woosa. So welcome back. Uh, so we, we took off uh, week 17 because no one should be playing week 17. I was in one league in the championship game that week, and half of my players were, were benched by their teams. Probably. I mean, it was it was terrible. It was it, I, I lost, um, which is fine, uh, but it wasn't fine. I'm madder than I've ever been. But uh, week 17 is not a great week to play. You shouldn't be playing fantasy football. No. No, you should not. We but, were all duds. But some of us won a championship in week 17. Some of us won a championship in week 16. Who got the belt? Who got the belt? It's a cummerbund. It's beautiful. It's a cummerbund. It's a beautiful accessory that I still get to wear. And that should lead us into our quick outs. All right. So Drew Stanton has no ACL. <laughs> I can't believe that was a Bleacher Report thing that came through. That was just beautiful. I love it's just like... Uh, during the game, they're like, oh, uh, they, they fear he tore his ACL. And after the game, it's like, oh, turns out, no. <laughs> he doesn't have one. It he, just deteriorated. Good news is he didn't tear it. Yeah. <laughs> it just dissolved, just disintegrated in his leg. Um, So I guess we're, we're kind of talking about playoffs. 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 I mean, I just want to win a game, but <clears throat> so it's, this is uh, we are recording actually on the first day of wild card weekend. Of wild card weekend. Yep, we we, uh, we took off the week and and come coming to you a little bit late, but you know, better late we, than never. Exactly. That's what my. Dad Anyways, so <laughs> my ex said what? <clears throat> um. So, so do we want to go over the matchups? Yeah. Carl? What, uh, what? What's the first matchup today? It's the first Titans. matchup is the NFC. Oh, NFC. No, it's, no, no, it's, it's it is AFC. the AFC. It's it is the Titans, Titans and the Chiefs. Chiefs. So, uh, Titans losing. Oh, yeah, and then Malarkey's out. Yep. It yeah. sounds like the Titans want to go after McDaniels, too, apparently. So. It sounds like a lot of people want to go after McDaniels. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then tonight is the uh, tonight is the NFC match, which is the Rams. Yep, and, and the Seahawks. The, no, no, Seahawks aren't, Seahawks aren't in it. No, that's right. Uh, <laughs> Rams, Falcons. Falcons. Falcons, yep, yep. Which I know a lot of, like, uh, a lot of people are picking the Rams. I think the Falcons have a legit shot at this. I actually well, see a lot of people picking the Falcons. I really? saw an article yes. that said that this is out of all of the uh, home games to be the way team for in this in this one uh, in this round. It's the Rams are the best for the away team because they don't have a fan base, right? Like no, yeah. so half of that stadium is going to be Falcons fans that traveled, right. probably. Well, if you remember the Philadelphia game, it was more Philly fans oh, yeah. than like it was. Um, they described it as it was like the uh, Eagles said it was basically playing at home. Yep, and they, they're saying that it might not change in the playoffs here. That that 
it, it's looking like there's a lot of traveling Falcons fans and not so much with the Rams. So uh, th that could be interesting. That kind of takes away the whole idea of home field advantage for the Rams. So it, it it'll be fun kind of to, to see what, what happens there. Yeah, they have a good young team, but, you know, we'll see if they can <clears throat> overcome a fan base booing them at their home stadium. There's their nice young fan. I think that's their coach. <laughs> Um, and then tomorrow we've got uh, Jacksonville against um, Buffalo, which how the hell did Buffalo... With no LaShawn McCoy. No LaShawn McCoy. Buffalo made it to the playoffs because the Ravens decided to give up a 4th and 12 touchdown to the Bengals. Yep. Tyler Boyd, baby. Yep. Andy Dalton's the most popular man in Buffalo right now. Yes, he yes, is. Yes, he is. Well, did you see that a bunch of people were like donating to... Uh, a bunch of people from Buffalo were donating to his... That was a terrible strip sack. That was a terrible thing for NDSU. Sorry, in the background we have the uh, James, the highly touted James Madison versus NDSU game uh, for the FCS championship. It is riveting at 7-3 to three right now. Um, but anyway... We're watching the Bison play the uh, play the president. Yeah. It's going great. Bison are, play, are trying to gore the president. Gore! Thank you. If you, if you didn't, I would have. Oh, I got you. I got you, Carl. Um, and then the last NFC match up tomorrow is... Why am I blanking on all... It's the, the Saints New and Panthers. Saints and the Carolina Panthers. Which the Saints have won the first two meetings this year, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah, the, uh, and it does not go well against uh, for teams that play somebody a third time in a season. Right. Like it, It's incredibly difficult to win three games against one team in one season. Unfortunately, I think we're on upset alert here. I think... If Cam can pull his head out of his ass, I think we're going to be seeing an upset here. I just I think the Saints are the best team in the NFC right now. Um, sorry, Vikings fans, you're very close second. I mean that's pretty interchangeable, and that's going to be a fun game when it happens. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I just I just think that the Saints are the best team, and it, it's going to take a lot to uh, drag me away from you. Um, <laughs> it, it's just. With that running game, Carolina has no answer for the Saints running game as it was shown in the first two games that they played this year. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. that 100 men or more could ever do. <laughs> it's that running game. Oh, man. I miss the Reigns. <laughs> down in Atlanta? Or down in Car Carolina? Carolina? Yeah. Okay, and so our bye teams. Uh, our bye teams in the NFC are, of course, the Philadelphia Eagles and then the Minnesota Vikings. The least scary number one seed yes. in the history of the NFL? I would yeah. agree. Well, I mean, if you if we were talking, you know, three, four weeks ago. Oh! Strips, speaking of strip sacks, well, oh, play NDSU. by play here for the podcast. N NDSU just got the ball back on another strip sack, which that's basically a home game for NDSU. For, uh, Bison fans travel real well, especially down to Frisco. Um, and the he, AFC team, or sorry, you're so oh, going Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles. I'm, well, since losing Cam or Cam Newton, uh, since they lost Carson Wentz, they just haven't been. Well, they just lost to the Cowboys six to zero in Week Seventeen. Yeah, yeah. But that they were also playing backups in that. They were, but still, I mean, uh, you got which you means gotta third scores. stringers at this point, right? And but Nick Foles had a quarterback rating of I believe nine. It was also a very weather dependent game there. Yes. Like, it was the weather was terrible. But. Yep. And then in the AFC, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. That's it. Yep, that's, that's the only it. team. That's the only, that's the only team, team in the bye. Team. Yeah. Yep. Just the Steelers. You, know you can say that all you want because the Pats are the future win it all. head coach of 
the New York. You know, you can say all that you want, but everyone's talking all this crap about the things that are coming out against the Pats, and when they win the Super Bowl again, oh, I'm not saying gonna, that everyone's won't. gonna. No, I'm not saying they won't win it again. I'm just saying that Bill Belichick is going to be coaching the Giants next year with Josh no. Rosen. Zero percent chance. Gonna be, is it going to be a trend, is uh, Tom Brady trying to be TV twelve time, twelve time champion? Yeah, he'll he'll be TV, TV twelve time. TV twelve time when he's fifty five, when he throws a touchdown pass to himself. To himself. I don't care what you say, Giselle. I will throw. I will throw and catch a <laughs> touchdown pass to myself. All right. So that kind of that would be a perfect pass. <laughs> Anyways, so that kind of goes over this week's playoffs in the wild card round. Yep. Let's talk about some coaching changes. Yeah. Um. So what was what was usually known as Black Monday wasn't really a, as black of a Monday as it usually is. Um, because a lot of the firings happened like Sunday after the game. Yeah, yeah. There um, were I think there were at least three of these coaches were fired immediately following their games. Yep. Um, one of those being Del Rio, uh, Jack Del Rio's out of Oakland, which was the weirdest uh, yeah. discussion going into Cause, it because they were they were behind them and then they were saying, oh, there's absolutely no way, and then all of a sudden Gruden's name got thrown in the mix and they're like, well, if Gruden, well, like, they, there's one way. They gave him a four year extension last year. Yep. Like they gave him a huge extension mm-hmm. and they're like, ah, bye. We're going to go with Gruden, who didn't win a championship with us. Yeah, two of these coaches got an extension at the beginning of the uh, end of last season, beginning of this season. Um, the other one was Jim Caldwell? Yep. Caldwell got a two-year extension before this season started. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got some fighting going on. Um, okay, let's let's go. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, Indy fired Chuck Pagano. Um, Chuck Strong. Sorry. Chucky um, Ducky Quack Quack. Chucky Ducky Quack Quack. Uh, Chicago fired uh, John Fox, and Bruce Arians retired, which in turn caused Carson Palmer to retire. Yeah, uh, Carson Palmer was going to retire. After Palmer last was going to retire. Yeah, anyway. I think he was gone. Re- yeah. Whether Arians stayed or not, but man, they're going to see a lot of twelve men in the box or eight men in the box next year. They're they might see, see twelve men in the box. They might see twelve. They, yeah, they yeah, might need that, that to stop correct, David Johnson. Yeah. Right. Um, and then of course the Giants' job is already is still open. Um, in the weirdest move. In my opinion, uh, the Bengals re-upped Lewis or Marvin Lewis for two years, two more years. Like, I, I I feel like this was just a scapegoat to give him another year, and not have to end the way that this season ended. But that I mean, that's just a personal feeling. I don't I don't see Marvin Lewis staying after this year. I I would I would I would agree. I think that he gets one more season. I think it's. I think it's possible they get rid of him in season if it starts if it starts badly. The owner yeah. won't do that. the I, The owner and Marvin Lewis have always had a really close relationship. I don't see that even being a possibility. But uh, I would not say that that was the weirdest decision. The weirdest decision to me is is a man that has won one game in two seasons still keeping yeah. his job. is keeping his job That's and Hugh true. Jackson and in, in, uh, the second ever coach to go zero and sixteen. Yep, first one to keep his job afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, they one he's one and thirty one right now. Yes, in the last two seasons, is that good? No. What's low score mean? Well, yeah, what is hey, the, they're getting a parade. What? The Cleveland Browns fans are throwing a parade for the zero sixteen season. They just want and the parade it. route is a giant zero. <laughs> they're just going in a circle. I wish you were trolling me right now. But I am not. You're not. Oh God. Uh, so big coach names out there uh, for to take over. Um, we've got uh, uh, is it uh, is it pronounced Nagy um, from Oh Nagy from the from Chiefs, the Chiefs Chow yep. from the Chiefs 
Um, we've McDaniels, got McDaniel's Patricia. Yeah, McDaniel's Patricia. We've got um, from the Vikings, uh, Shermer. Uh, Shermer. Oh, uh, yep. J- uh, Edwards has also been talked about, our defensive coordinator. Yep. Oh, and side note, too, uh, Les Sneed, the GM for the Seahawks, uh, was recently inquired by the Packers to interview f- him for their job, and the Seahawks oh. said no. Well, they also tried to get uh, Terrell, uh, Terrell Austin from yep. Detroit to interview for the D.C. job, and Detroit said no. Um, he is uh, Terrell Austin being another one that's up for head coach position because he could be a uh, uh, – in line for the Lions, although I think they're either going to take Patricia or uh, Mike Vrabel. Yep, I was going to yeah, say Vrabel. Vrabel was an excellent one I was thinking about. Um, so a lot of potential, or a lot of new coaches going to be coming this offseason. Well, and the, the Green Bay Packers got rid of everyone except for Mike McCarthy. Yep. Like, yeah. Ta- Ted Thompson's gone. He's Well, Ted he, Thompson he, took he a new role. Like, yeah, he's, but... He's not long, no longer the GM. Yeah. Um, And then they fired, I think, all of their coordinators. Wow, he was open. Um, yeah, they got rid of all the coordinators. They, they they rehashed the entire, which, I mean, I get that you didn't have a great season, but you lost your starting quarterback and you were having in a, week four, week and, five. Yeah, right. but you this is a good year before he went down. But the rest of the team, though, you can't just look at the quarterback position. That defense is awful. That defense is garbage. That offensive line is injured and not good. Yeah. The wide receiving core is besides Devontae Adams is I don't think under can, ta- is not as talented as you would put on paper. I think that they are more talented than they played uh, because yes, I get that Aaron Rodgers throwing you the ball. Most people can, uh, most anyone can catch it. But Cobb was having a great season before Rodgers went down. Jordy Nelson was having a Jordy Nelson season before Rodgers went down. Hmm. Uh, Devontae Adams, being the only person that Hundley knew how to throw the ball to, was had a great season anyway. Um, I mean. I, I don't blame put any blame on the wide receiver core. I don't think that they could have done anything else with a guy that can't throw the ball. So No, I'm just saying that there was more than just Aaron Rodgers going down as to why these other things happened. I, I agree. I think I think the biggest problem there is is the defense. Um it also doesn't help that they let Lang walk. Um yeah. in the offseason because that was a big loss in that offensive line. Well then Casey Hayward going away yep. two years ago too. I mean, he's only led the league in interceptions the last two years. Right. <laughs> All right, and then um, as of just today, uh, Ron Rivera got a two-year extension with the Carolina Panthers, um, and then in the most unprecedented contract I've ever seen for a head coach that anyone's ever seen, uh, John Gruden is the new head coach for the Oakland Raiders for a 10-year, $100 million deal. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. He has the most guaranteed money in the history of the NFL. Yeah. Like, between coaches and players, technically yep. speaking, yes. Yeah. Sam Bradford's looking at him going, really? You got more than me? Yeah. But, I mean, that's... Like, John Gruden's a good coach. Well, well maybe. Good... We don't know. He right. was a good he coach a good for coach. two seasons, yeah. Yeah, and... I I don't know. Like, yeah, he won a championship, but that's a lot of hype. And... I think the reason that he was brought in, and, and I say this half-jokingly, but was because of his expertise with quarterbacks and, you know, the Gruden's QB camps and all the thing with the rookies and stuff. I think that is why he was brought in because Derek Carr did have a bit of a regret, not a bit, a, a pretty decent regression yeah. from last year to this year. And I think that the and, reason they're trying to bring him in is to, quote-unquote, fix Carr. And apparently fix, fix the car. Gruden's been <laughs> super high on Carr for a long, long yeah. Like, he's... 
Gruden said that he is one of the best quarterbacks that's gone through his camp. Yep. Um, and that was before, you know, he was the coach of Carr. So that was, and I mean, Gruden always toots the horn of anybody that he talks about, but. And uh, he really toots the horn of It's Carr. not like Gruden's not doing, it's not like Gruden needs the money. He, he had a very high paying gig at ESPN. Oh, yeah. This isn't about him needing to get money. This is about him wanting to return to coach a specific player. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's going to be really weird in two years when they're in Vegas and losing and, and they, they're got all this guaranteed money wrapped up into them and they don't know what to do because I don't think that he's going to, I don't think he's the answer. I don't think he's any better than Jack Del Rio Yeah, as a coach. No, I think this tells you that Jack Del Rio should probably stick to just being a coordinator. Well, he's just, yeah, Gruden or Del Rio is more defensive minded than Gruden is. Gruden's an offensive mind and that's really what you need in this NFL is you need a high-powered offense. You can get by with a suspect defense if you have a high-powered offense. You can get by with a suspect offense if you have a high-powered defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the Vikings. Yeah. Well, look at the Buccaneers, the year that Gruden brought them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Like, their defense won them that. Yep. Um, all right, so that's all for hey, coaches. Hey, yep. Man. Don't even. No, the Hall of Fame in five years. <laughs> Moss is a first ballot Hall of Famer. All right, so, so Moss is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, all right, so and then uh, since we do cover Dynasty here, uh, we do have a few uh, prospects that have declared for the NFL draft. Um, Two of them being surprising that they declared so quickly, especially after the fact that both have come out and said they did not want to play for the Browns. It was weird that they did it within an hour of each other. Well, yeah. Rosen is the only one that actually said it. Darnold, it was rumored. Darnold, it was rumored, but Rosen was that. like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, did you see the video of Darnold or the photo that I sent to yeah. the group of yeah. Darnold? <laughs> the, mm, do, you want, do you want this guy leading your team? You I know you who do. he looks like? He looks like Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Samwise. A little bit. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Rosen and Darnold, uh, both uh, Los Angeles people, yep. have declared. Two of the uh, top I, – I don't even know the quarterback rankings anymore. There's like seven quarterbacks everybody talks about that, that they all could be first-round picks, and there's no way there's seven first-round quarterbacks. But Right. I mean, those two declared. Uh, Lamar Jackson, last year's Heisman Trophy winner, mm-hmm. declared for the draft. Um, running backs Saquon Barkley and Ronald Jones the second from USC – uh, he's a talented looking back. Yeah, he is. He's got some moves. Um, we haven't heard any, anything from the Georgia backs yet, but they also but have, they have another game. Yep, they have another game Monday night, Monday which night. should be a interesting game. I hope so. Yeah, I'm hoping it's good. I, well, I mean that that Oklahoma Georgia game was amazing. That Rose Bowl was yeah. That was one of the best Rose Bowls I've ever seen. Yep, 102 points total in yeah. that game. That was crazy. Hope you picked the over. Yep, <laughs> um, and then Christian Kirk is the last one from Texas A&M, who is also declared for the NFL draft of 2018. Yep, so we're still waiting on a few big names, um, but like Nick Chubb, both the Georgia running backs, those guys, Calvin Ridley. Yeah. But those declarations will happen in the next four or five days, right? And I, I've already started looking at some tape, and like I've started putting out like mm-hmm. some small rankings, and what just happened. Which we will, throughout the offseason up through the draft, we will be putting our rankings on our Twitter account. So if you guys do follow us on Twitter, you'll be able to find those rankings updated probably once every couple weeks. Yep. For sure. Um, so with that, let's get to our hangover um, for the season. Full season. No, that's hangover. for you guys tomorrow. 
That's true. Um, our full season hangover here um, for suds and duds. So I compiled the stats, which took a lot longer than I thought it oh, would. Oh, I would imagine it would have. Um, <laughs> we should and, come up with a better system for that next yeah, season. Yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll take it down week by week rather than yeah. have me go back and listen to all of them. Um, so what I did is I went back and listened to all of our suds and duds. Um, and I'm going to start off with a recap of week 16 because we didn't have a show last week. Oh, yeah. So we didn't tell anybody how we did last week. Um, and let's just say the answer is not good. Um, <laughs> I know, I'm know i pretty sure I had a terrible week again. This so, is a, public service announcement. This is a lot more difficult than people think. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. We did, have did, breaking did, did, news. Did you just see that, too? Yep. Um, according to uh, Bleacher Report um, in Ian Rappaport, uh, Chiefs opened a trading quarterback Alex Smith in offseason. Thrilled with what, quote unquote, thrilled with what they've seen from Patrick Mahomes. Well, that's well, that's uh, good for whoever gets Alex Smith. Yep, you gets, send him to a contender that needs a quarterback, and you've got a playoff run. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last week, uh, I'll just go across from the order that I wrote it here. Okay. We'll start with me. My sud for week sixteen was Marvin Jones. He ended up with uh, four catches for fifty-one yards. So I mean, five to nine points, not great. Not great. Um, and a loss to Cincy, Ugh, which ruined me. Uh, my dud was Ezekiel Elliott, um, who had he, he had an okay game. He had 90 yards rushing, um, which is good. But then he also had two catches for 32 yards or something like that. Yeah, so 12, um, 9 to 12 points. Yeah, or 9, 9 to, to like 15. Yeah, yeah. So so that was that's a miss for me as well. Um, Zach had Alex Collins. That was who, not good. He got wrecked. I think he had like 14 yards. I think there was like no rushing for Baltimore in that game. Yeah, it was not good at all. Um, and then your dud was uh, Jimmy G. That was not good. Also played pretty well. Uh, I mean, he had two pi- he, yeah, one touchdown, had... two picks, but he also had a rushing touchdown. Yep. Uh, and like 350 yards. So, which I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there now. I am starting to get on the Jimmy G bandwagon. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, look at you. I am. Choo-choo. I've what? been riding that thing for a five, while. Five games in a row, six out of the last seven games won. Eh, it, things are looking good. He wrecked your draft position. Yeah, he, he wrecked, did. He wrecked my draft position, too. Yes, he oh, did. Yeah, he did. That second round pick was supposed to be so sweet. That That's probably why he was like, I've got a chip on my shoulder. I'm going to make sure that the Patriots have a terrible... Oh, terrible! Quote unquote, terrible. Because of when he was traded, if the Patriots win the Super Bowl ring, he gets a Super or wins the Super Bowl, he gets a Super Bowl ring and a check from the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah, he gets paid for it. Uh, Hmm. He gets he gets the Super Bowl bonus, I should say. Funny. Oh, because he was on the team for the majority. For over half the. For over half. Um. So Carl's Sud, the only hit of the week, was Juju. What? What? Juju he had a big game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he had a real big game. So, did you see that kick return? Yeah, he broke like eighteen tackles on that kick return. It was insane. Well, that's week seventeen. We're talking sixteen. Oh, but he still had a big. He game. still had a big game though. Gotcha. Um, and then uh, the dud was Robbie Anderson, which I gave you even money for. Um, I mean, he had eight points or uh, nine points PPR, uh, uh, six points standard. So, so I gave you even money. Uh, but no, he had he had double digits PPR, sorry, and single digit standard. So I went okay. even money for you. Okay. Um, and then Chris had Josh Gordon as his sud, who had one catch for thirteen yards, and Jordan Howard as his dud, who only had thirty yards rushing, but he had two touchdowns. Yeah. So uh, not a great week for anybody. But with that said, uh, 
let's uh you know we'll start at the bottom uh we started from the bottom now we're here which obviously was chris and has nothing to do with with picks it had to do with the fact that he missed three weeks of picking only three only three um that he that he missed because two weeks in a row i picked for him gotcha okay (laughs) Um, i was like i feel like it would have been more than three and actually my two weeks in a row that i picked for him he only had one miss from those so nice uh so he had eight hits on the season uh, he was number one in even money picks. Uh, he had five even monies, and he had thirteen misses. Um, not great. He's the. Uh, uh, he finished under five hundred. This is a lot more difficult than people would think. Yeah. By the way, I'll say if we count even money as as hits, just in the in the grand scheme of things, that they weren't bad starts. Um, he was thirteen and thirteen then. 13 hits and evens to 13 misses. The second to bottom here, uh, we got uh, Mr. Zaccarino. That'd be me. Uh, you had 12 hits. Oh, God. Four even monies and 16 misses. Also 500 then. Okay, so not as bad as I thought. No, no. Um, you had the... For some reason, you kept picking Alshon Jeffrey as your dud. I did. And the week one, it, it, it worked for you. And then the next two times you did it, it did not. It didn't. No. Nope. Um. That was that was your big downfall of the year was was picking Alshon Jeffrey as a, as a as a dud. He was very hot and cold. Yes, he was. Um. Other than that, you didn't have a lot of consistencies that you that you did wrong. Um. Although I would like to say I think I had probably the second biggest miss on the year after Carl. With my uh, Mari Cooper dud in his forty-five point week or whatever. It yeah, was. you and Carl. I was gonna. I was gonna mention oh, okay. that you and Carl had the the two worst misses <laughs> yeah. on your duds with with yours with uh. But with I Mari didn't Cooper have the number one miss. Carl with Todd Gurley with his like fifty point week. <laughs> yeah. His, yeah. What was it? Four touchdowns, two hundred plus total yards. It was a yeah. lot. <laughs> uh, so second to last here we got me, which means Carl's our first placer. Woo! So I had fifteen hits. Uh, four even monies and 13 misses. So I went 19 and 13. Um, now, car. Oh, now with me, my big uh, my big problem was I was going for the big money sometimes with the with the uh duds. I had some big misses on uh, Gurley, Dalvin Cook, and Kamara on real big weeks. Um, now Carl had 17 hits. Three even monies and twelve misses, so he went twenty and twelve, uh, beating me in that score by one. Uh, I would like to give the caveat that there was one week that Carl missed that I picked for him, and he got both of them right. Um, but I don't know what you're talking about. I gave you, I gave you all my picks. Yeah, huh? But uh, but even with that, I mean, yeah, you, you, even even without that, we would have tied. So so you uh you you earned it. You earned the the win, big win on the season. Um, yeah, I was gonna mention the uh, the girly for your big big miss. Um, the biggest miss. Carl, the big thing for Carl is that he's really good at suds. He has he went uh, ten and six, so ten hits on suds and six misses. Wow, really? Yep. Um, yeah, but a couple of those were pretty lucky, like the Julio one. And oh, AJ a, Green a, one. A, those are duds. Oh, you're, yeah, you're right. yeah, yeah. He he wasn't as good with duds, because um, I mean, obviously that was that would be seven and seven and eight or seven and how do you get to sixteen? Seven and nine. 
Um, but yeah, uh, with that said, the, our biggest our biggest uh, problems on this on the year were for some reason people picked Todd Gurley as a dud three times, three different times. Each of those were misses. Um, it was myself, it was Carl, and it was, I believe the other Chris. one was Chris. Yep, Chris. I know Chris had one. Uh, and then the other one is that some uh, some people chose DeAndre Hopkins as Dudge three times, which each of those being misses. One was Chris and two were Zach. Um, those were our biggest, uh, our most often chosen and missed suds and duds. Uh, the other... The other ones is that Zach is very consistent on who he chooses as dud because he had yes. Alshon Jeffrey three times, and he had Amari Cooper three times. Forever duds. Yeah. Um, he also uh, is the only one that picked multiple defenses, and it was the same defense both times. Jacksonville. With Jacksonville. Um, which but is hey, a very both of those safe, were good. It's a very safe set. They were both good. Um, it's not like you went off on a limb, especially since one of those times I think Jacksonville was playing the Browns. And you were like, yeah, I think Jacksonville will be, Probably. be the one here. I wanted, to, I wanted to get one win, okay? The only other defense pick this year was also a win. It was uh, Carl picking the Rams D uh, in week nine. Two defenses were picked that week. Um, the, I picked an entire team to be my dud once. The player that was the best sud for the year um, is Melvin Gordon. He's he was the only person we uh, that was chosen three times, uh, three or more than twice as as a sud between all of us that hit each of those times. Nice. So we had he was picked three times and he was a hit all three of those times. So Melvin Gordon was a, was a good grab there. Um, yeah, I mean there's other guys that w- that were chosen multiple times. Uh, there's there's a lot of guys that were in both categories. Sean Watson was picked a few times in both categories. Twice as duds where they were both misses because it was Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah, any uh, any thoughts on that? Let's do better next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel pretty solid about about a lot of I, these. Honestly, five hundred on that, I'll take it. I mean, some of my big problems were picking uh, like the week that I chose Geno Smith. That that probably didn't need to happen. Yeah, probably not. Um, but. Yeah, I look back and, like, the fun thing is to look back in the first couple weeks and see the players that we thought were going to be good this year. Like Brandon Marshall from Carl Week 1. Oh, um, uh, Buck Allen. Oh, no, wait, that was a dud. Um, uh, let's see, we've got Brand, uh, Ty Montgomery, Isaiah Crowell. Uh, um, Crowell killed so many, so many dreams. Uh, Devontae here. Parker. I mean, just just players that we thought were going to be good at the early on in the year. T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton. He was the most streaky, streaky wide receiver in the NFL this year. Yeah. Because either he had 150 yards and a touchdown, or he had 10 yards. Yep. <laughs> it was pretty much there. There was no in between for him. But uh, yeah, it was a. It was a overall. I mean, we all, in, in the end, we were all 500 or better. Yep. Which, um, with, I'll, I'll with, take it. Yeah. So we're, we're pulling the Jeff Fisher, so I'm good to go. Yeah. Uh, I do want to mention one thing before we get into our main topic here, and that's just a little fun playoff nugget. The nugget. Rams will host a playoff game in Los Angeles for the first time since January 4th, 1986. That is 20 days before Sean McVay was born. There are two current Rams players who were alive at the time that they hosted that playoff game. 
and it's Andrew Whitworth and John Sullivan. Both are older than their head coach. Well, huh. yeah, they were alive, and mm-hmm. he wasn't. I know. I'm just saying. I'm pointing. I'm pointing at the obvious, but I still thought that was entertaining. I thought that was funny. I can dig it. All right, guys. So uh, I think it's a good time for us to uh, to to break the seal one last time on this fantasy season. Well, now you done did it. Now, now we all have to pee. Um. So you don't know me. Our main topic uh, this week is, I mean, the season's completely done. Yep. So we are going to uh, discuss the top 12 in uh, half-point PPR scoring, um, ESPN scoring, half-point yep. PPR, um, at each position, each of the four positions we're talking about. Um, I mean, we're not going to spend a billion hours on each player, things like that, but we're going to we're gonna discuss some guys that surprised us, some guys that, um, whether it was for good or bad... Um, and they just have some some good discussions about you know what they're if this is going to be something that is continuing on like if this guy next year if yeah. we see them see them in the spot or or not. And what meant it, one thing I I know I'll mention it too is if there's any gigantic point gaps between a certain position like for example I should we start off with quarterback? Oh, I was gonna say we start off with tight end because it'll be the quickest one okay. to discuss. Yeah, so tight end you'll see a drastic point difference between. The number three, number, and number two, four. and number even number two to number three, oh, and number true. three to number four. Um, so yeah, let's start off with tight ends. We'll just like Shane said, we'll touch on a couple guys here quick if we if they come up and what they need to do. So uh, Shane, being the Patriots fan, do you want to start off with our tight ends? Yeah, yeah. So I'll uh, I'll, I'll read off some of these. Um, so number one overall was uh, Rob Gronkowski. Not a surprise. Um, beat Kelsey by one point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Less, w- less than one point yeah. in in decimal scoring. Point nine. Um, uh, I think both Kelsey and Gronk both missed two games this season. I think they're both missed two. Uh, I know Gronk missed two. I don't uh, think Kelsey missed any games. I think he was just quiet for a couple mm-hmm. of them because he he's a, he's not a, as a consistent of a tight end as yeah. Rob Gronkowski is. Um, so Kelsey can disappear from time to time, but I mean. There's nothing wrong with being the number two tight end when you're oh, no. number two tight end by a point. Right. <laughs> Gronk being another guy that week, you know, week 17, if you're playing, you're super mad that you used him because he was active, but they didn't, uh, they didn't play him. Yeah. Yep. A little bit. Um, and then after, after Gronk and, and Kelsey, that's when you see the big drop. There's about a 26 point drop here to yeah. Zach Ertz, who Zach Ertz missed four games. Yeah, he, yeah. he he was out he, for a while. So Zach Ertz would have been would have been up there with them. Yeah, he might have even been the number one tight end yep. had he played those four games. Uh, beyond that, we've got Evan Ingram who also missed a couple games. Yep, a great rookie year. Uh, uh, sure, great rookie year. Uh, right, he's he literally just snuck above Jimmy Graham by by one one yard. It might have been those three straight weeks of zero points from Jimmy Graham. It could have been. Yeah, that might have done it. Jesus, Jimmy Cram. Um, <laughs> he still won a title. Then we've got. Uh, then we've got. Del- uh, not in that league. Then we got Delaney Walker, uh, Kyle Rudolph, Jack Doyle, uh, Cameron Brates, Jason Witten, Ben Watson, and Eric Ebron. Ben Watson was a top twelve tight end this year. Yeah, he was. That was that stuck that up on a lot of people. How gross the position is. So from the number one tight end to the number twelve tight end, we have a difference of eighty six points. Mm-hmm. So that that's a huge gap, and actually, no, that's not a huge gap given given how gross a position is. Like, it, it's just something where this is why people mention streaming tight ends 
is because you can pretty much pick up any guy and throw it in and hope for the best. If you don't have one of the top three guys, you should be streaming. Yeah. Um, to, to give you kind of a, an idea, uh, the top... Uh, Rob Krakowski had 194 points. The number 12 uh, wide receiver had 100, 189. And the number... Oh, I only have the top 11. The number 11 running back had 190. So, I mean... The best tight end is is as good as the twelfth best at you know the other skill yeah. positions. With that said, that means if you have the best tight end, you've got a you got a difference maker. Yeah, for sure. Um, out of the people in the top twelve, um, Delaney Walker is getting up there. He might not have many more seasons left. Yep. Jason Witten. Jason Witten as well. Witten uh, he apparently came out and said he wants to play next year. He signed a four-year contract. Yeah, I know. So apparently Witten wants to stay playing, but again, I mean, he's unless you're in PPR, he's not a guy you can trust to have no. on your team. Right. I think that Minnesota could move on from Rudolph. He's on his last se- year, right? Is he? I don't think so. I've seen a lot of stuff saying that, that the Vikings might draft a tight end, but it might be that next year is his last year and they're drafting. Oh, could, yeah, it could be. I think that's closer. Um, um, out of the, Okay, so just look at these top 12. Out of this top 12... Let's say aside from Gronk and Kelsey, who do you want the most and who do you want the least? I think uh, to me, it depends on uh, who is coaching the Giants next year. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But I would debate between Ertz and Ingram. Yep, as, I'd probably agree. As the most and the least. Oh, boy. Um, ben Watson. I was thinking Jack Doyle. I, I'm going Jack Doyle, too. Mm-hmm. Because um, if you listen, if anyone here listens to the fantasy footballers, uh, baby hands Jack Doyle, he he has a lot of drops. <laughs> He's not very consistent. Does have a lot of drops. But... Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's really anything else to say about tight ends. No, nope, um, let's get it over with. Uh, draft a rookie late in the the rookie draft. Yeah, but this is going to be this is a out. really weak year for tight ends. Well, I mean, you've got a possible first round. Pick with the kid from uh, South Dakota State. Um, I can't remember his name, but there's a kid coming out from South Dakota State okay. that's been touted as a late first, early second round tight end. But I mean, I'm saying in like in fantasy drafts. So like oh, it, it, in, oh, I thought yeah. in like rookie drafts, it is. Yeah, not I don't a think there's. Tight yeah, I don't think there's a there's a rookie that you draft in the first round. But no. take a flyer in a second or third and, and stash them and see if they yeah. they bust out. You know, grab. Sh- I would I would rather have like Shaheen. Yeah. Um, than some of these later guys in this, uh, just for upside. Oh yeah, it absolutely. I'd rather have Shaheen over Ebron, over Watson, over Witten, over Brait, over Doyle, maybe over Rudolph. Um, that's where I'm going to kind of cut that out. But yeah, no, I'd rather have the upside possibility for a guy that's six seven, two hundred and seventy pounds, right. and runs like he does. So uh, the next position, uh, do we want to just go right down this text he sent us? It would be wide receiver next. Yeah, we can go wide receivers next. Carl, um, do you want to? Yeah, I would love to talk about wide receivers. Um, <laughs> so the number one overall wide receiver this year was DeAndre Hopkins. It was not Antonio Brown because Antonio Brown's missed the last three weeks. Right. <laughs> yep. Um, DeAndre Hopkins uh, has uh, two roughly two hundred sixty-four points. And Antonio Brown has 260, so... And Hopkins set out Week 17, too. Yep, yep. So, but, I, I mean, that's still two more... Well, a week and two-thirds more work than Antonio Brown. Yeah, right. 
Um, moving down the list, we've got Keenan Allen at third, which spaced off about just, four weeks. <laughs> yeah, it, right. literally, it didn't ha- start until like week ten. Yep, is when he started to come around, and he finishes the number three wide receiver in half point PPR, and it wasn't by a small margin. It was by thirty one points. It's right. almost like he was waiting for him to get traded to my team. Pretty much, whatever. <laughs> to <chain>. bust out. <laughs> All right, Carl, who's number four? Um, as <laughs> as Zach mentioned, there is a 31-point drop to number four. But number four, kind of quietly, in my opinion, uh, Michael Thomas. Very quietly because he didn't have the touchdowns. But he, was he, getting he a, had a the catches the, and the yards every not, week, just not the touchdowns. Yep. <laughs> we'll get to the touchdowns in the running backs in the, yeah. when we go to the running backs. Um, then we got uh, Jarvis Landry at number five. Who would Very, not, not this high up in standard because he did not hit 1,000 yards. Nope, no. but he did hit over 100 catches. Yes, he did. <laughs> He's a PPR machine. Yes, he is. Yep. Been saying that for months. I wonder what team will be playing for next year. Huh? I wonder what team will be playing for next year. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of talks that the Dolphins don't want him because... Oh, they they were talking about cutting him or trading him this last yeah. offseason, which doesn't... Whatever. I don't... I don't that doesn't make sense. But anyways, uh, right. number six. Let the Dolphins do what the Dolphins do. Lose. Uh, Screw up. Yep. Number six was uh, me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Uh, Julio Jones. Um, and then just behind Julio, we've got Tyreek Hill. Um, another point or so behind them was Larry Fitzgerald at number eight. Who led the NFL in receptions this Who year. led the NFL in yep. receptions this year. In his 15, 15th season? 14th season? I think- 14th. 14th. Okay. I want to say 14th. Yeah. Um, Signed a two year extension, might retire still. Yep. And then we've got a drop of about 10 points. Uh, the number nine guy was Adam Thielen. Thielen. Number 10, Marvin Jones Jr. Very surprising. I, I would not have suspected him to be a top 10 fantasy receiver. He was scoring a lot of touchdowns for he a few was. weeks there. He was the only guy for Detroit catching touchdowns. Yep. Because uh, Ebron couldn't hold the ball. Uh, Golden Tate's averaging like four yards a catch. Yeah, Golden Tate was was getting lots of just quick outs that he was getting tackled right away, which is unlike previous years where he normally would break break free a couple times. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Galladay was injured, so they didn't yep. have anybody else to catch in the end zone. Yep. Darren Fells caught a couple even, but for sure. Yep. Um number eleven was AJ Green. And Which is higher than I thought he was gonna be with the season that he had. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean with the season that the Bengals had. Yeah. But I mean he's he's always up there. Uh, and then number twelve was Brandon Cooks, who had a good year, but maybe not exactly the year that we all were kind of it's a, it was a very Brandon Cooks year. It, yeah. it, it's yeah. very Brandon Cooks history. Very up and down. He's a big play receiver, or he's getting 30, 40 yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Um, I, I think it'll be interesting to see if it improves next year after a year in the offense. Yeah, of course, it might be a completely different offense next year with a new offensive coordinator. But new coach. See... <laughs> Shut up. Um, I don't see them bringing in somebody that would change it that much, but still, yeah. uh, it'd be interesting to see. So I'm going to pose the same question I did for the tight ends. Who do you want the most on this list, and who do you want the least? Uh, the least on this list is Larry Fitzgerald, because he might retire. Um, um, but, well, if we throw that out. if we So let's say Fitzgerald says he's coming back. Actually, I'd probably still go Fitzgerald. I Part of me wants to say Marvin Jones, just because... I'm going to say Tyreek Hill. Okay. Well, because we said this last year, but he he had another good year. 
Yeah. Like he said, he's put together two good years in a row. And so it's like, well, maybe this is actually what he should be doing. Like maybe, maybe he is a top 10 wide receiver. Yeah, but also going forward, if it's Mahomes throwing him the ball instead of Alex Smith, I, I don't trust that as much. Um, it makes me want Hunt even more, but um, I don't trust that as much. Um, I don't. Uh, I also don't love Thielen from the long term standpoint. Uh, not that, uh, and I'm not talking yeah. trash about Thielen. I think he's a great receiver. I think he's a top 20 receiver. I just don't think he's always going to be a top 10 guy. Yeah, I think yeah. he had a lot of things go right for him this year that helped him. I mean, there, what was it, the game where he caught the hitch and then spun around the guy and went like 60 yards yep. for a touchdown? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a lot of points in one play. He doesn't have that play. He's out of the top 12. Yep. Well, I mean, so, Keenan Allen doesn't have one of the you know three weeks that he had. He's not, he's not even in the top 10 right. or top 15. So, I mean... Because I think he was in before he started breaking out in week around week ten. I think he was in the thirties or forties as yeah, a wide he was, receiver. He was down fairly far. Yeah, it was not good. And then he just blew up and finished as the number three wide receiver based on like six weeks. Right. But it's I mean it's really nice to be able to see like that these guys are cap like some of these guys are capable of making these like oh yeah ridiculous plays. Yep. I mean, shouldn't Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, when he went up against. Um, Rhodes. Rhodes. Rhodes when, and, and, and Terrence, Terrence Newman. Newman. There were 12 guys on the field. Yeah. Two guys legitimately just covering him, and he still went up and got the touchdown. Yep. So I would say for mine, if a guy I want the most out of this list is going to be DeAndre Hopkins for next year. Oh, yeah. He's the one I want the and, most. And that's because of Deshaun Watson and the fact that I, I need to stop putting Hopkins on in that uh, – you need a quarterback to succeed because he doesn't need a quarterback. No, he just he needs someone no, to throw the ball not. in his vicinity in order to succeed. The guy I want the least on this list, honestly, would probably be probably be Larry Fitzgerald. Just and and that's not because if he if he retires, it's he because quarterback. He also has no head coach and no quarterback right now. And do I want a 35, 36 year old? wide receiver with a rookie quarterback or a guy like Kirk Cousins? I don't know. With the, another caveat with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, though, is I agree he does not need a quarterback to receive, though, but it makes him a lot better when he has oh, a guy yeah. that can throw the ball because his season, his one year with Bro- uh, with Brock Osweiler, he I think he was top 20 still, but he wasn't top 10. I think he was oh, like yeah, 16th he was, or 17th. Well, he didn't even have a 1,000 yards. Yeah, I mean, he... They were peppering him with targets, but the the targets were you know at his feet and twelve feet above his head. Um, Which fun fact, um, kind of a trivia question: How many receivers this year finished with double digit receiving touchdowns? Double digit, so ten or more. I I feel like it wasn't big this year. It was two. Wasn't. Two. Oh. two is the answer. It was uh, Antonio Brown yep. was one of them. And then I, it wasn't Hopkins. Who else did I see that had the other ten? Well, do you guys want it to was, start covering the? It was close to Will Fuller. Yeah, <laughs> um, but no, there were only two guys that. Oh, it was Jimmy Graham. No, Jimmy Graham was the tight end. I I can't remember, but there were only two receivers that had double digit receiving touchdowns this year. So it was surprisingly kind of a weird year for wide receivers. Uh, a little bit low scoring in that aspect, but. 
Um, uh, did you want to do the do the running backs? Uh, sure. So we will start off here with uh, Mr. Touchdown himself, Todd Gurley, at an insane 351 points and a half PPR. Uh, he is 51 points above number two here, which is my bell Le- or my boy Le'Veon Bell. My bell. My bell. My uh, <laughs> number three here, right behind Le'Veon Bell, but 20 point difference is Alvin Kamara, which good on good for him. I said before the season that I thought he looked like a Jamal Charles light, and he he might be better. I know it's rough to say after one year, but he might be better as a dual threat running back than Jamal Charles was. Um, Mm -hmm. Number four here is Kareem Hunt, who realistically had the Chiefs used him for about seven weeks. Probably probably would have been the number one running back. Yeah, during that losing streak. (laughs) During that losing streak where they lost, I think, six out of seven. The second wide receiver, by the way, was definitely DeAndre Hopkins. He had 13. It was? Okay. So it was Hopkins and Brown were the only two wide receivers with double-digit receiving touchdowns. Sounds about right. Um, so number five here is Melvin Gordon, which is a bit surprising considering he did have quite a downturn um, towards getting towards the end of the year, but he also had some really big 25, 30-point games this year. Uh, number six, Mark Ingram, which the, the combination that the Saints have right now with Kamara and Ingram is absolutely outstanding. Yeah, it is. Uh, number seven is Mr. Hurt Every Game, uh, LaShawn McCoy. Number eight is Leonard Ford. Huh? It's pretty good for being hurt every other game. Yeah. He's no, like, every game. He's hurt every, every game. game. Yeah, not he's, every other. He's like the uh, the modern-day running back version of Steve McNair. McNair was on the injury report yeah. every week for 17 different injuries. Or the running back and, version of Julio Jones. Yeah. Injured every week on the injury report every single time. Uh, number eight is Leonard Fournette, which... Lenny... The rabbit, Lenny. I want to have an off mic conversation about him, or even maybe when we do some r- rookie or some running back stuff later on, because um, I am not sold on Fournette yet. Uh, number nine is very surprising, and that's Carlos Hyde. Yeah, that one. That I one didn't snuck up that. on me. Um, I had him in one of my oh. leagues that I kept debating sitting him, and then I would look at what he had done previously, and I'd be like, "Oh no, he's like a top ten running back right now. Yeah. What am I doing?" <laughs> Uh, number 10 was Christian McCaffrey, Mr. Reception himself, um, who I would suspect that 90, maybe 85% of his points came on receiving. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. Uh, uh, 11's a little surprising. 11 is surprising, and it's also fantastic because Mr. S- missed six games himself. Ezekiel Elliott is the number 11 running back on the season, despite missing six games. And his first game, he only had like eight yards. Yeah. Yeah. His first game, Denver shut him down. Yep. Uh, And then number 12 here is Jordan Howard. So the point differences that separate the number one, I I mean, okay, I'm going to go number two here. The number two running back and the number 12 running back is 111 points. Like you you really see a, well, I mean, not counting Todd Gurley, that's why I didn't count more. Todd Gurley. No, I went for God. Bell at number two. Average 22 points a game. It's yep. Ridiculous. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you kind of get a... You get a little bit of a steep drop-off after five. Because you go from... I mean, it's kind of like... An oh, yeah. To, like, ten-point drop-off each... Uh, really? Each actually, player. the top seven. Yeah, the top after seven, seven. kind of stick around. And then, and then, then there's a 23-point drop after after seven, so... yeah. Um, I would like to point out that 
four of the top ten are rookies. Right. Yeah, I was gonna gonna mention that that's too, like, that's impressive. Um, we may have a fun fact about those four rookies later. Okay. Very nice. Um. Yeah. I. I mean, if we're talking about uh. Let's let's bring up the question that you brought up. Uh, which one of these guys would you want? Which one do you not want going forward? The one that I want the most the one that I want. is still going to be Le'Veon Bell. Um, he, yes, Todd Gurley had a fantastic year, but that was also coming off of a really bad year. So he may quote unquote be unstoppable, but we we don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to give him the one year credit, and because he went what 27 games straight without 100 yards rushing. Yeah, at was, one point it was, it was a while. Uh, he he <laughs> was couldn't a bit. find the end zone even if someone pointed it out to him. Exactly. So I, a guy that scored 19 touchdowns this year. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna anoint him as the number one running back in the NFL. Uh, the guy I would want the least on this list. I'm gonna have to go Carlos Hyde because. I a don't think he will be with the team next year, mm-hmm. and b he's often injured. He's always nicked up. You saw the Niners using a lot of Matt Breida toward during the year, uh, and they still have another. They still have Joe Williams coming back next year. It's a new offense with Kyle Shanahan with Jimmy Garoppolo, and I just don't see Hyde in the picture. I, I can see that. Um, I I might be buying the Todd Gurley hype. Okay. Like, he, obviously, he had a lot of hype coming out of college, but like, yeah. you look at that offense, and the majority of that offense is going to be staying put. I mean, Robert Woods just got signed to a long contract. Sammy Watkins is under contract for a few years. No, he is not. He's not. No, because like, they no, traded yeah, him they in traded the last, last year. Last so he's year, gone after this year. That's right. And he Which will not, not like be they staying. need him. He will I, not be staying in LA. Yeah, he. I mean, he didn't really do much there anyway. But he um, allowed Robert Woods to get number two cornerback coverage. But uh. Cooper Cup is sticking yep, around. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup yeah. sticking around. They still got Tavon Austin under Gerald, contract. Gerald Everett, um, that offensive line Higby, is solid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they've got a lot of offensive firepower. They've got a lot of offensive power, firepower, and I mean, no one's talking about like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I really want that, you know, Saint, the uh, Los Angeles Rams offensive coordinator. Like, they're not looking at yeah. losing any of their coordinators for jobs. So, I might be buying Todd, Todd Gurley okay. pretty high next year. Which I, I can definitely understand that. I just, you know, I it's the consistency thing for me. That's why I'm hesitant on it. But I it doesn't mean that I don't like Todd Gurley. It's just that I'm hesitant because of the inconsistency. Right. So far, it's been in every other year. Yeah. Um, the guy that I want the least... Uh, well, I mean, what team is Mark Ingram playing for next year? Uh, yeah. Still the Saints because oh, his contract do, he didn't did not pro. get voided. He didn't make All-Pro. Yep, really, he nope. missed All-Pro because of his teammate, yes. Alvin Kamara. Aww. Alvin Kamara made second-team All-Pro and booted out Mark Ingram. That's, that's... So therefore, Ingram's contract doesn't get voided. <laughs> Hilarious, but also kind of like, oh, sorry, Mark. So, I I, I don't know. I, I really want to say LaShawn McCoy is who I don't want next year. Uh, he's a spoiler cool. alert, that's what mine was going to be, yeah, Sean he, McCoy, because... He was my second place voter, vote-getter. He is, he's older now. Um, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he's 30. He's going to be 30. Yeah, he was he's, yeah, he's going to be 30. He's got a lot of miles on he's those. He's got a lot of miles. They use him a lot. Yep. And like you said, he gets injured. 
I mean, I saw all the time. And he's questionable for the playoff game this weekend. Yeah. He's not even guaranteed to play in the playoff game this weekend. Actually, from what I hear, he probably shouldn't play, yeah. but he will. Yep. Um, LT apparently had the same injury at some point that he has, mm-hmm. and he said that it was one of the worst injuries of his career. Wow. Um, did you have more on? Uh, no, I'm good. My player that I want is Kareem Hunt. Um, and the reasoning behind that is when he gets the touches, he gets the yards. Yeah. I mean, he he had a the, – during the, the Kansas City's losing streak, he was averaging like 11 touches a game. And in every yep. game that they've won, he gets 20 or, or more. Yep. I mean, he is – the key to that offense working is Hunt working. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I think that next season, um, after having an offensive, to, uh, uh, an offseason to review it, and also the fact that it looks like they're going to be changing quarterbacks, they're going to want to rely on that run game a little bit more, and they're going to yeah. give them more of the touches. And I, I mean, it's still a little contingent on how Mahomes plays if he is, you know, Brock Osweiler and can't complete a pass. It's going to be rough for Hunt in that offense. Um, yep. But if if he's serviceable, if he's Alex Smith or better, um, or I should say game manager Alex Smith, not crazy, I'm Drew Brees now, Alex Smith from this season, <laughs> um, um, then I think that, that Hunt is a top five running back going forward for a few years to come. Yeah, no, I I get that, and I'm actually pretty excited in one of the league, one of the dynasties I'm in, the other dynasty that we're not in together, I guess I should say. Rude. I drafted both Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara. Nice in rounds one and two, so I'm feeling pretty excited about that. I still love in our dynasty league that Kamara fell to two ten, which is where I was at <sighs> originally, and it was seriously just a begrudging like I guess I, I have, have to take to. him. Yep. And we all kind of felt that way, though. Like it, at the at the moment, we were like, if I was sitting at two ten, I was like, no, I would I would also be taking him right here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Every one of us. Absolutely. None of us would have passed it on there, but but not but obviously none of us liked him enough at the time due to the situation he was going into. Right? Yeah. Well, to, he was part really of a three headed committee. Yeah. But we you know we didn't know that Adrian Peterson was a shell of his former self, and uh, that for some reason they that both Ingram and Kamara would be getting all of the touches. Yeah. All right, so I don't have really have anything else on the running backs. Yeah, I think that's going to go to quarterbacks. QB. QB. Uh so number 1 on the QB scale here, uh Russell Wilson. Uh he came on a little bit later in the season to jump up there. Uh but he went from, you know, being a good quarterback early on to just being Bo Jackson and uh, Tech Mobile. I mean, he yeah, just breaking the game. Um, number two, which very was, surprising to me. Number two is very surprising, but also with a fifty-three point difference. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Th- this drop is is gigantic. Russell no- Wilson was. If you had Russell Wilson as your quarterback, you were you were very happy this year. Uh, number two is Cam Newton, which uh, very surprised to see him at two. I'm sure he had a few rushing touchdowns that, that padded these points up. Out of oh, the yeah. last six games, I don't know if you knew this, he threw for le- – or out of the last seven, he threw for less than 200 yards in six of the last seven games of the regular season. And he still finished as the number two quarterback. Wow. He also led his team in rushing. 
That's about right. Well, it's because like every game he would get like one big like sixty to eighty yard run. Yeah. Where yeah. like the defense would just break down and he would just be like, I'm just gonna go. Happened in the Minnesota game. It did. That's the reason we lost. That's why they lost? Yeah, because they had a breakdown and let him go for like a fifty yard run. Uh, number three, another guy that showed that he could run a little bit this year, surprisingly, Alex Smith. Alex um, Smith has always been mobile. He's always been mobile, but he's not the guy that gets ninety yards in a couple games like he did this year. Mm-hmm. Well, he only had one seventy yard run. Well, he had one. Yeah, he, <laughs> he had, had one seventy yard run, run. <laughs> but but he had two team. games of ninety yards. We're not oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Young here, like because he had another game where he had like three different rushes of like twenty five yards each. Gotcha. And then a couple little little goes, but um, good year, great year. Yeah, no, Alex Smith had a fantastic year. He had a couple. He had a downtime of like three or four games there where he wasn't as good anymore, and then he picked it back up again at the end yep. of the season. Uh, number four, uh, Tom Some Brady. Guy. Some guy. TB12. Some, some guy, TB12, um, joined that cult. Um, Drink the Kool-Aid. He, uh, he had a Tom Brady year. Last uh, last few games of the season wasn't as good as the rest of the year. but He had six picks or six TDs to five picks in his last six five games. Uh, yeah, six to five in his last four. four it was four or five games. Yeah. But yeah, so not, not a not great, great end of the season, but I mean, he still led his team to... He's still going to be the MVP. Yeah, and... I mean, it's him or Gurley, and it's no, a it's, it's award. the quarterback award. Yeah, so it's uh, going to be yeah. Brady. Uh, and number five, the guy that I think would have been MVP if he didn't get hurt. Yep, because oh, just sure. ima- he would be. I think he would be, be have higher points than Russell Wilson on this. Does list he still have a chance to get the no. MVP? No. He led the NFL in touchdown passes. By the way, it's Carson Wentz. Um, he led the NFL in touchdown passes. I, I know, but I still I don't think he has a chance. Okay, I don't I don't think there's there they will give it to a guy that missed. It's not so much that he missed the last four weeks, three and a half weeks, three, three and a half, yeah. Um, but the fact that a quarterback came in and won, um, yeah. those those last few weeks as well. If if they had come, if if he was still leading the NFL and passing touchdowns, things like that, and the Eagles somehow fell from the number one seed to uh, number even number two, I mean number two or three, that yep. would show that they really need Wentz, and he it actually helps his MVP argument in my opinion mm-hmm. um, yeah. but without that I think I mean I think he's still on a lot of the ballots but I think he's like the fourth he's gonna end up being like fourth okay in my opinion yeah number six here is my biggest su- surprise on this list just to see how high he is yep oh yeah. six and seven actually a little bit seven uh, seven's a little bit surprising but six is way more and six is Kirk Cousins he has been a top six quarterback in fantasy for about four years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be three straight years. Three straight years. Okay, yep. the, four years ago was when he took, ended up taking over midseason. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he is in the last three years. I saw a stat the other day. In the last three years with quarterbacks that have uh, over 500 passing attempts, he is in the top six for quarterback rating. Um, wow. Amongst all, all quarterbacks with that many attempts. I mean... He's a really good quarterback, even and, on years where it doesn't look like he'll, he had a couple games this year that you were just like, oh, man, Kirk Cousins. No, nah. he will not be back with the Redskins. Uh, Jay Gruden, I don't know if you heard his comments the other day, but he pretty much threw Kirk Cousins under the bus and blamed their losing season on him. Wow. wow. Because Kirk Cousins came out yesterday or the day before saying that the Redskins told him they're going to do a full court blitz and try to keep him. Oh, because Jay Gruden threw him under the bus. He was like, you know, he had a he had a good season, but at the end of the day, we're finishing seven and nine, and he's not winning games. It's like, okay, that's that's a way to keep your franchise happy and stable. Yeah. 
It's not like you guys um, uh, got rid of his two best receivers, uh, replaced them with people that couldn't catch the ball from him. Yeah. Right. Um, and then also had stop. every running back get hurt. Yeah. Mom, Dad, please stop fighting. Yep. All right. So they, they ended the season with, like, just a fullback. Yeah. They, like, they had to... Di- Number seven here. <laughs> had to slip it in. Matt, it sounds like your dates. Maddie Staff Infection. Sorry, Stafford. <laughs> I was a little. I was surprised. I'm not surprised to see him in the top twelve. Yeah. I was surprised to see him this high. I thought he would be like ten. Not that there's a big point difference between ten and seven. And, but... and I want to get to that after we're done talking about the top twelve and the point differences. I want to get to that after we're done. Um, but number eight, uh, Philip Rivers. Kind of, kind of surprising, but he... he's got to feed those twelve kids. He's got to feed all twelve <laughs> of them. <laughs> Uh, number nine might be the most, might be the second most surprising on this list, just because of how low he is. Yes, it is Drew Brees, uh, finishing with around two hundred and sixty-two points. He just, he was the kind of quarterback where you could start him every week, but he was not winning you weeks this year. No, he was definitely. I'm not saying a shell of his former self because I think he still is a very good quarterback. The team went a different direction. The, the team didn't need him to be. Yeah. What he has been the past five years. Yeah, Drupert Breesington uh, was not needed to throw all those yards. What? Uh, because they could run it. There were three or four games where he had uh, close to 200 yards and no touchdowns yeah. because they, they were just doing so good on the ground. I mean, I remember the uh, the Bills game where they scored six touchdowns on the ground, and I don't think I, – I think they threw for – Oh man, I think it was like 170. Yeah, it was and not, it was almost all to Michael Thomas. <laughs> yeah, it was not a high output game um, or year for any pass catchers except for Kamara and Thomas. Yeah, in the in the Saints offense. Uh, number ten here we got Ben Roethlisberger. Kind of surprising. Um, <sighs> kind of gross, but. This is this is right where I thought he'd be. Yeah, th- this is right where he belongs. This yeah. is, it's kind of his track record is being in the six to ten range. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's usually closer to the top five. I don't know if you know this, but six is right after five. He's usually near the top five. Well, uh, it's not fa- it's not fantasy relevant. Oh, you're right. It's not fantasy relevant. <laughs> uh, number eleven here we have Dak Prescott. I'm surprised to see him in the in the top twelve. Can you imagine if he had actually played with played decent for about three weeks? He might even be up in like the number four range. Yeah, but he it was shown that he needed Zeke um, for most of the year. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, even with Zeke, sometimes he just he was inconsistent. He was showing a lot of the traits that rookies normally show. He was showing them off this season with. With the fact that he had some fluttery passes, he had some, um, um, some bad accuracy in certain yeah. games. I mean, he, some wild throws. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, a lot of it had to do with the fact that they changed that entire offensive line, and it looked bad. Yes, mm-hmm. the right side of that offensive line was was very was struggling this year. But uh, I side note, I think the problem is Des. I think they need to get rid of Des. I think Des might be gone. I think he Des should well retire. <sighs> I, I'm not going to go that Forever far. Forever dud. The guy wants to play. He can play, but Forever I dud. just I think I think Des needs to go. Didn't did we have a preseason like bold predictions? Episode? No, we didn't. Uh, I think we discussed some. I think we discussed. We should go back and I, I'll I'll try to find that because I feel like we discussed this and like Chris I, was like Des Bryant's going to have a terrible year. Da da da. 
I, I, I've got nothing going on today, so I can listen back to the episodes and we can. I'll figure that out here. Because it would have been the next four week. week one. So yeah, yeah. Um, and then number twelve might be the most surprising for most people on this list, but he was a very startable Blake asset. It's not, not Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles wasn't a top twelve quarterback. What? Well, he wasn't because the last couple weeks he started throwing those picks again. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, it's almost Jared, like he's wildly inconsistent and shouldn't be a starting quarterback in the league. Almost. Jared Goff for the L.A. Rams was number 12. So, and, huh? Oh, the Los, An- the Los Angeles Rams of Anaheim. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so the point differentials. Again, we're going to skip Russell Wilson at the number one spot because he had a 50-point lead on the number two guy. But Cam Newton at number two had just shy of 300 points, and Jared Goff had 255. That's only a 45-point difference. You break that down on a week-to-week basis, let's say hypothetically 1 through 16, that's about a three point three points a game. That's not a huge difference between the number 1 and number or number 2, in this case, and number 12. Mm-mm. So that's another reason why we mentioned tight end streamers earlier. This is another reason why you stream the quarterback position is because you need to look for the good matchups and whoever, whoever plays won the Browns, or the Colts, you should probably start that quarterback. Right. Just a fun strategy that I, I always pull in the draft is draft your quarterback, you know, round eight, nine, whenever you whenever you get one of those top ten guys that you want to hold on to. Um, and then don't draft another one. Uh, wait till after week one or two and pick up so one of the one of the younger guys or one of the surprise guys that are, that yep. are streaming. Uh, and then, you know, go matchups beyond, uh, from that because mm-hmm. – I mean, it's it's worked for me in the past. It worked for me with uh, I had I had done it before with uh, Andrew Luck and, and Cousins back yep three years ago in I, a dynasty I had, league. Yeah, I drafted uh, Luck and then later on I grabbed Cousins and and Cousins ended up being my my most time, most of the time starter because of that. So mm-hmm. I mean, don't don't get stuck on you know players like Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers just because they're consistently top quarterback. Play the matchups. Yep. Another mm-hmm. quarterback that. I, I would love to see where he ended up on, on the season that would have been high up on this list if he didn't get injured. Sean Watson. Sean Watson oh. actually might have been the number one overall fantasy quarterback at the end of the year. Uh, um, that would have been pretty tough to get ahead of Russell Wilson, though. Seven, I mean, that, well, week, I guess we had a, that week eight game against um, against Seattle, he had like he had three yeah, yards had, and like yeah, three, you're right, you're right. three touchdowns. Like He was hitting a stride, and then he... Torres ACL in practice. Um, but no, I, I agree. Deshaun Watson would have been pretty fun to see. Um, who? Okay, so going back to the questions that we asked before, who would you least want on your team next year on this list, and who would you most want? Most? I I, I just like looking at numbers 7 through 10 of Matt Stafford, Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, and ben, Big Ben, and being like, oh, remember the days when they were like 3, 4, 5, and 6? Yeah. Instead of being, you know... Seven, eight, nine, and ten. Yep. Deshaun Watson, uh, by the way, scored one eighty-five. So if and and he only played half the season. If he played the other half and scored the exact same amount, he would have ended up. He would have ended up, yeah, ahead of Russell. <laughs> Sorry, just I was just I, I was very interested in that. No, no, for sure. So, no, that's that's ended that's up being the twenty-sixth ranked. Most, I'd probably say Carson Wentz, even with the injury. Okay. And what about least? Dak. Least would have to be Dak for me. Okay, Shane. Um, I agree with the Dak. Um, I've just 
I was saying it before the season, um, and then I think I was proved closer to right um, during the season. Of I just I don't I don't believe in him as a starting quarterback yet. Um, he needs to do some things to show that consistency that was very apparent in you know fourteen weeks of his rookie year, um, but the other the other three weeks, including the playoff game, is more is closer to what. Dak actually is plus what he did this year I think is what he is um the the one that I want the most TB no I'm just, um gosh I, I mean when right, if I have to choose from the top 12 um it, it would be it would be Wentz um he's just he, he looks so good and he looked great his rookie year and he just improved on that yeah he went from good to great and I mean dare I say Joe Flacco elite <laughs> um, if I went outside the top 12, Deshaun Watson is the guy that I want right now. Okay. Even with that injury coming back, I'd, I'd like to see what, what happens from it, but yeah. Uh, my two would have, for the most, I'm actually going to go with Jared Goff. Um, I, I think he, he, him and Sean McVay are going to be tied at the hip for a very long time, barring some sort of... Well, that's going to make it hard for him to, to move around the pocket. Yeah, he's, tied he's at the hip with somebody. Much no, they're one mind. They're going to go the right direction. They're, oh, okay. they're one brain. They're unity. So they're going to... Synergy. Gonna, they're, yeah, they're synergized. Synergy. Um, but no, I think Jared Goff and Sean McVay are the next big quarterback-coach combo in the NFL. You've uh, seen Sean Payton and Drew Brees. You've seen Belichick and Brady. You've seen Peyton Manning and whoever that other guy was that was ahead of him. Tony Dungy? Jim Caldwell. My point exactly. Now you get... McVay and Goff. Yep. Coming uh, to a theater near you this fall. And the thing that is nice about Goff is that he doesn't stick to one receiver. He goes for whoever is open. Um, the guy that I least want on this list, honestly, is going to be Kirk Cousins. Just because his future is so up in the air on where he's going to be. If he goes to Arizona, Arizona could possibly be losing not only Bruce Arians... But they could be possibly losing Larry Fitzgerald as well. They're losing John Brown, who's a free agent this year. So, really, you're going to have possibly Jerron Brown as the number one receiver on that team? You see, what's funny is that I would have Cousins as my number two guy of wanting okay. from the top 12. And it has to do with the fact that I think he's either going to stay in, in Washington and continue on in this offense that he's already excelled in. Or, I still think Pittsburgh's a possibility. Yeah, for sure. I think Roethlisberger, he hasn't said anything about it since the season started, but he almost retired last offseason. I think after he loses in the playoffs this year, he could very well retire this year. Or beats Tommy. Terrific. I don't think he's going to get past Jacksonville. I, I don't think he's going to pass Jacksonville. Agree, I agree with that. Jimmy Garoppolo got past Jacksonville. Yeah, against their backups. Jacksonville wasn't playing for anything. To week 16? Yes, they were. Anyway, I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think Pittsburgh's going to get past Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is going to okay. destroy uh, Benny Boy. Um, I hope so. But with that said, I think that it's very possible that you see Cousins uh, wearing the uh, Steelers black and uh, yellow, black and yellow. Uh, bumblebee outfits. Gross. Gross. Jinx. Coke. Ha. No, wow. You said it just before no me, drugs. So I was copying you. I already bought you at Mountain Dew. All right. Uh, do we have anything left to say on the quarterbacks or any other? 
I think that's a, that's a good summation of what happened this year. Okay. So do we have anything else we want to talk about or do we want to go on to our fun facts and end out the show? Uh, let's, uh, um, hey, let's, just to let them know, let's tell them how we, and I'm not saying this to be a jerk, let's tell them how we did in our, in our individual fantasy leagues this year. This year. Oh. Just, uh, just a quick su- sum up of, of how we did. Yeah. So, do you, Shane, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, so I was in four leagues. Um, in these leagues, I, uh, I won one. I came in third in two, and I came in second in one. So... First, second, third, third. So pretty, pretty decent year for me. I, yeah. I felt pretty good. Um, I'm also in the top five of a uh, preseason fantasy pick'em, where we chose uh, nice. chose players and scenarios throughout the year, and we got points based off of it. And I'm still waiting for the final results for that. But I was number five overall going in the last week, so I feel pretty good. Very cool. Yes. How about you, Carl? Um, I was in too many leagues. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I made the playoffs in four of them, um, so I'm I made it in, I'll say roughly fifty percent of them. Nice. Um, that's a lot of leagues. It's too, that's, like I said, it's too many. Um, I I was gonna go down this past year or this past year, and I did. I cut out a couple, and then I had people go, "Hey, man, we need one more person." And I'm like, ah, "Fine, <laughs> what's the buy-in? Sure, why not?" Um, but no, so I made the playoffs in four of the leagues. I won one league. Um, I got fourth place in two of them, and then fifth place in the other one. Nice. All right. So not not the not the greatest year I've ever had, but not I still won a league. So and you you uh, achieved your goal after having everyone get injured in DFF. I got the first, and you got overall, the first pick. overall pick. You mean so, you got Saquon Barkley? We'll, maybe. We'll we'll see. It depends on where Chubb and Love go. <laughs> <laughs> That might have been my favorite sentence I've ever said. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, I wasn't even thinking about that. So for my, oh, my leagues, I was in four leagues. Uh, really only cared about three of them to be honest um, but I made the playoffs in three out of four leagues I took one title home I took one second place and then I took a fourth place uh, and my second place game was in our XFL league and I got rocked Yeah, yeah. I lost 75 to 155 like I said I'm, I'm really sad because I would have beat you oh yeah well, I, I guess was, I there was were a, a lot I was of people. A bad that choice beat me. on streaming defenses away from from uh, winning that league. There were a lot of people that would have beat me that week. Yeah, but hey, you know what? I took a title home, which yeah. it it sounds funny, but I didn't even care after how bad I lost that XFL game. <laughs> I didn't even care about winning the other game, but I still won a title, still won some money, and now I've won that league two times in the last five years. So been been a good run so far yeah. mm-hmm. and I did that without Andrew Luck and Odell Beckham <laughs> I've gone three years straight with the Cumberbuns so I'm pretty happy yes you have yes you have which as much as I hate to say it congratulations Shane again mm-hmm. thank you much how do you spell dynasty C-H-E-Y-N-E oh why would you do that Carl I have to live with him fair I've made that joke many times yes he has yeah, fair alright so we want to move on to fun facts then yeah fun facts alright do you want to take a minute and a half to
All right, we're good to go. <laughs> uh, first thing is here. The Patriots have three players with 1,000-plus scrimmage yards in the same season for the first time in franchise history. Uh, Deion Lewis, uh, Brandon Cooks, and Rob Gronkowski. Yep, there you go. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really questioning you being able to get that, but... <laughs> the the one that I was having trouble with was, like, Brandon Cooks got over 1,000? And then, yeah, he, yep. he barely did, but yeah. Remember, he was number 12 receiver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Orleans Dark was 75-yard touchdown run two weeks ago. Was the longest rushing TD by a Giants player since Ahmad Bradshaw had an 88-yard rushing touchdown in 2007. Huh. Wow. So saying it's been a while. <laughs> yes. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been. James Harrison played more snaps in his first game with the Patriots than he did in any game with the Steelers this season. I knew that. <laughs> uh, next year, Frank And he Gore. looked good. He's got... Sacks on the last two plays. Yeah, two consecutive sacks to end the game. Um, Frank Gore is the fifth player in NFL history to reach 14,000 career rushing yards. He's Do you know who the other four are? Uh, well, it's... Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith, Walter Payton, um, LaDainian Tomlinson, no. Uh, Corey Taylor, no, not Corey Taylor. Um, Curtis Martin? Curtis Martin is who I was trying to say. Wow. Like you know, the lead singer Dillon. of Slipknot. Um, Corey yeah. Taylor. Um <laughs> Uh, fourteen thousand. Uh, the juice. Nope. No. Um, Jim uh, Brown. Probably the most electric running back in the history of the NFL. Oh, Barry Sanders. There you go. Uh, uh next, Julio Jones reached nine thousand yards in fewer receiving yards in fewer games than any player in NFL history this year. He did it in ninety-five games. The next four, or the next five guys, are kind of a who's who of of wide receivers. Number two, or the guy who previously had the record, was Lance Allworth with 98 games to reach 9,000 yards. Calvin Johnson took 102 games. Torrey Holt took 105. And both Antonio Brown and Randy Moss took 107. So you're saying guys that reach 9,000 yards fast are good wide receivers? You would think so. So how long did it take to you? I heard Randy Moss on there, but I didn't. Hear With his know. eighth reception, Keenan Allen passed Hall of Famer Ladanian Tomlinson for the most receptions in a season in Chargers history. Wow! Mm. Yeah, huh? Which is kind of funny that he passed Ladanian Tomlinson yeah. to get that. Yeah, record. right. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara are the first teammate running back duo to each record fifteen hundred scrimmage yards in a season in single in NFL history. Yep. Wait, so Thunder and Lightning didn't do it when it was Ron Dane and Tiki Barber? No. <laughs> no, and Lendale White and Chris Johnson did not do that did either. Did Ron Dane get to 1,500 scrimmage yards in his career? I <laughs> don't think so. <laughs> in his career. I'm sure in his career. Oh, Ron Dane. Uh, Michael Thomas has tied Anquan Bolden for the most consecutive games with three-plus receptions to start a career since 1970. Alvin Kamara has done so in every game this year, which is third most in NFL history to start off with three-plus receiving receptions a game. Uh, Michael Thomas has 31 straight games with three-plus receptions, tying Anquan Bolden, and then Alvin Kamara is third with 16. So, pretty good company. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Another Michael Thomas fact here, and then we we got one more to go. Uh, Michael Thomas with 195 receptions. Michael or Mike? Michael. 
Because Mike Thomas is back, baby. Yeah, three yeah, catches for what? 75 yards? 90 yards? And a TD? Did he have a TD? No, he didn't have a TD. Still. Just scrambling for the waiver wire. <laughs> uh, Michael Thomas for the New Orleans Saints has passed Jarvis Landry for the most receptions by a player in his first two seasons in NFL history. That surprised me a little bit just because Jarvis Landry is a ball-catching machine. Yep. Um, I know Michael Thomas does too, but I mean... You just you just don't see it as much out of Michael Thomas because yes. he, he doesn't like like him being a surprise at being the number four wide receiver that that was a surprise. Yep. Uh, and then the last one here we have is four rookies each had one thousand scrimmage yards this season. Kareem Hunt was seventeen eighty two, who also led the NFL in rushing yep. thanks to his one carry in week seventeen. <laughs> uh, Alvin Kamara with fifteen hundred and fifty. Uh, scrimmage yards. Yeah, but that one carry was for like 30 35 yards. yards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was 35 yards and a touchdown. Yep. But uh, Leonard Fournette with 1342 and Christian McCaffrey with 1,086. It is the first time in NFL history that four rookies had 1,000-plus scrimmage yards on playoff teams. Oh, on oh, playoff wow. teams. Well, that makes sense because yeah. it, it's rookies that are not on playoff teams tend to start more than rookies on playoff teams because... Mm. Yeah. That's, but yeah. that's all I got. Interesting. Who was the highest rated rookie receiver this year? It was Cooper Cup. It was Cooper Cup. Yeah. I was well, I mean, that's... he had the most yards and catches. Yeah. I was gonna say that's a tough one since they all were terrible. That is a valid point too. Yeah. So. Oh, oh baby. Pick. Um, with that, uh, looks like we are about to finish our Gatorades and start getting real. <laughs> we we got a party tonight. Got to get got to get some chub love. <laughs> got to get some chub love. <laughs> All right, everybody. We had fun. Hopefully, you had fun this year, and we will see you next week. Yeah, talk to you soon. Bye.